everyone. Um, it's only two of us today, but uh, we are still on board at the table. Um, I guess we need to do our intro, but I'm Virginia, aka Gigi. I'm Nika. And this is a word at the table. <laughs> All right, a word at the table. It is. How are you doing today, Gigi? doing well it was a long day to be honest it was a long day but overall i'm doing well i, I can't complain yeah mm-hmm. i think we we typically don't record in the evenings so i think mm-hmm. i don't know if the energy is low sorry <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i'm usually we're usually like an afternoon type of group and we get it together like midday yeah. afternoon. <laughs> right, brunch hours type of podcast. But I mean, hey, we're here. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess so. Vicky's not with us today, but she will be joining in future episodes. Um, but today we are going to talk, we're going to do a follow up on our previous episode where we discussed toxic toxic relationships and in that episode we um talked about i guess it stemmed from the relationship between or the argument or confrontation between megan the stallion and tory lanes mm-hmm. um and we talked about you know natural anger because everybody gets angry and rage and when when does it cross the line in relationships to become abusive? Abusive, and we also highlighted um, Tahiri from Marriage Boot Camp and um, her, the fact that her husband or boyfriend partner um, choked her out on TV in front in public. of yes, in front <laughs> of an audience, in front of other couples, um, and we wanted to do this follow-up to talk about like because sometimes I think when you see these physical abuses it's obvious that you can say okay that's a toxic relationship and there's something in that relationship that's not right but Mm -hmm. today I think um, we wanted to talk about you know those subtleties that could be hard to detect in relationships in a Mm quote-unquote normal relationship Um, and I guess that's where I want to start. Um, like, how do you, first of all, how do you define what a normal or a good relationship is? What is that to you? Um, I would say a good relationship to me is, I mean, it could be a bunch of things, but I definitely think that like the respect for the other person needs to be there. Like, mm-hmm. um, like not like, like making sure that the other person does feel valued. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, like small things, even with the whole value aspect, like just making sure you're not putting someone down, like, you know, you're not condescending to them type of thing. But like, I would say a good relationship is something that there's a mutual respect um, it's beneficial for like both parties, I would say. And I think like, you know, and of course, you know, hopefully, not hopefully, but God should be in that relationship as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and I do also think that sometimes, and not all the time, but like 
sometimes like that relationship is like not only beneficial for the two people but it's beneficial to others like um like i think um like even our relationship like we've had a friendship for like so many years now and you know we have a podcast and we talk about certain topics that people you know listen to and you know sometimes we get feedback from people like oh yeah this, that was great we guys talked about it and blah 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 or whatever um you know we've just grown our relationship so much and i think it's um sometimes bigger than those two people not all the time but yeah. i think that sometimes you can um it kind of leads to a um uh like people are attracted to it in a sense if that makes yeah. sense but, yeah okay so I think from what you said, so to you, a good relationship is pretty much a, a partnership where both parties or all parties in it, well, we'll say both because we're talking about <laughs> binary relationships. <laughs> there are throuples and more, but <laughs> we're talking mm -hmm. about binary. Um, <laughs> so both, both parties have a voice and they're they feel like they can express themselves and be their full selves and also too for some for some relationships many relationships if it's important to you it should it should contribute to something outside of just the two people in it um okay right. so i i agree with that um so i think on that to me i think you know when you look at or define a good relationship in the perspective of when, how do you detect toxicities within the good, that good relationship? Because nothing is perfect. There's, you know, there's always bumps in the road whenever you bring two people or several people from different backgrounds together. Um, mm -hmm. So a good relationship to me is a relationship that runs smoothly but also like you can be your full self you can enjoy your life as an individual you can pursue you know your career goals your dreams and whatnot um, and activities beyond the relationship but also you have to know that you can you you are you know this couple this unit that is doing life together and in your pursuit of pursuing your own self-fulfillment that you make time to maintain that good relationship because even if you look at you know you have, you have an old car you know you'll get, you're going to bring that old car to the repair shop all the time is your relationship one that is always breaking down and you got to bring into the repair <laughs> shop or is it just one that where you're just doing your maintenance like the oil change and your filter change and you know like tires and things like that and yeah, there are some times where you got to leave it in the shop for a couple of days, but um, like, how are you maintaining it? So um, I just want to say that's a good analogy. And I think, um, you know, and what's the fuel that's pushing the car? Yes. You know, like what's going in the yeah. car? Is it like, you know, like um, support? Is it love? Is it like um, joy? Like just making sure your other partner is like, happy or is it like you know just pettiness or hate or like other things that um can sometimes for your car i guess sometimes it might be that but if that's all that's running your car your car's gonna break your car is gonna break down <laughs> yeah like 
that's a good point. Like if, for example, you, you're in a relationship and the only times where you guys are happy or the happiest with each other is after a big argument, you know, like, is that really the, is that healthy? First of all? Um, yeah, I think whenever there, whenever you have tough moments and make up, it's always, uh, it always puts it in perspective and makes the relationship sweeter in the moment. But if it, if happiness only exists in that like realm, then I think there's probably some things that need to be addressed. Um, yeah. So I think my, my next question then, so, and I think we touched on it a little bit, but how do you identify that you're in an abusive relationship or that your relationship could turn or that you're dating a partner that could become an abuser in the future? Because I think, you know, one thing is sometimes when you're victimized, whether it's the woman um, who's the victim, victimizer or um, the victim or the man is doing the, the, um, the man is the one that's being abused, you may not know until like it hits you right in the face. But I'm trying to, in this today in our discussion, to get to the point or the place where we could say, you know, here are some highlights of maybe some hints that you can <laughs> say, okay, this is not going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I don't think that there's like a clear, you know, clean cut definition of something that's like, okay, this person has to go. However, I think a good indicator or a good like, okay, I need to watch out for this is like the way they resolve conflict. Because I feel like, you know, obviously conflict happens all the time. Like, that's just for people. We get annoyed of each other. Like, it happens. But if it's like, if conflict is something that, you know, they kind of shut down or they like, you know, they don't necessarily like speak their, uh, or even if they do speak, it, it's it's condescending or they just blame everything on you. I think that's a good, I'm not saying that, you know, that's the only way you should judge the person, but um, like, I feel like the, a good way to know, like, if this is someone that you can deal with is like how they handle conflict and what they do in those situations and how like you guys resolve issues. Cause problems are always going to come. Problems are yeah. always going to come. That's something that's just life. Like, you know, like even to the point when you have kids and like their kid comes home and your kid's getting bullied. Like, do I have a partner that's going to sit there and, you know, talk with me and our child together or a partner that's just going to be like, let's go get the kid and like beat them up. Like, you know, like how do they handle those situations? So I yeah. think noticing how someone handles conflict and of course other things too, like it's not just that, but that to me, I think would be something I'd be like, Hmm, he kind of does this in conflict or like, the last way we handle that situation, we just stop talking or whatever. Um, I think that's that could be like a huge thing for me in a relationship. Yeah, I I agree with that. So um, I I did I looked up on Psychology Today, which is it's a good resource to find like a therapist and things like that. Um, so I looked up you know ways to identify abusive or toxic relationships 
So I'm going to read like a little small paragraph about what they said. Um, typically, an abuser will lavish attention on a woman at the, and again, um, caveat to this, this is talking about the woman being the person being abused and the man doing the abusing, but either party can do it. So that's a disclaimer before, <laughs> as I read this. So typically an abuser will lavish attention on a woman at the beginning of the relationship. Over time, he becomes jealous, monitors her whereabouts, and restricts her interactions with others. His partner thinks the original helpful man is the real him. And if she does things the right way, he'll go back to being wonderful again. At times he may indeed act loving, but if this seems, it may be because it seems like the best way to maintain his control. Loving acts become another controlling tactic for abusers. Um, so that's one way of like generally identifying um, traits of an abuser. So in the being, beginning of your relationship, it's always blissful. Uh, but once that blissful period is over, where does your relationship stand? And how does this person interact with you? Do they make you feel, you know, do they do things that, you know, make you feel like they're trying to control your life? Um, mm. And sometimes I think that, for example, if you have a partner that says, you know, we, we have to go to the gym three times a week. It could be that, you know, he cares about your health <laughs> or, you know, maybe he thinks you could lose a little bit of weight and that's fine. But mm. if, you know, he puts it, if you, you know, miss a couple of days at the gym for a couple of weeks, and you know that becomes a huge problem in your relationship maybe that should give you pause and say okay i understand that he is expressing you know this workout thing because you know we're he's concerned about my health but mm -hmm. if it's going too strongly the other way maybe that's a warning sign that this is a controlling side of him that may manifest it another way. Today, it might be the gym, but tomorrow it could be something else. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, like when someone is controlling like that, it's definitely a form of abuse. Like it's just, it's so many ways that people can be abusive. It could yes. be whether they're controlling, it could be whether they are, you know, um, they just lack having patience. They're just impatient with you or like, Mm -hmm. um you know whether someone's cheating on you i think all of those things can be um very abusive in a toxic relationship because let's just say it's just the example of someone cheating on you like sometimes that kind of messes with you in your head in the sense of like you're like oh my gosh like what was wrong with me that this person cheated on me like it just messes with you and it has nothing to do with you it literally had nothing to the first the, the like the person's controlling like that control that controlling you know quality of them had nothing to do with you they had it before you know they met you and before they got into this relationship and it maybe it just comes out in the relationship but these yeah. are things that people i think just need to deal with prior to getting into relationships like 
you know there should be no reason you're in your you're in a relationship if you just have a wandering eye and you just want to be with everybody like yeah. no so like deal with that first before involving someone else and then like abusing them in their relationship so I definitely think it has a lot to do with like the heart and like you know you know how like the bible always says like god searches your heart to see things that like you know he needs to clean and take out and i think those are some things that that people just kind of go by and go straight into a relationship without like really like fixing themselves before getting into a relationship and not saying that you have to be perfect not saying that you have to be perfect but like you know like things that you know that you need to deal with like i know i have an anger problem i need to like learn how to deal with that before getting into a relationship and then i just you know i'm just yelling at the person i'm with every time we have an issue so um so yeah i definitely think that there's just so many different forms of it and um those are things people should work on before involving someone else yeah and i mean i think I mean, some of the things that, all of the things that you said were on point, but I think another thing is like, as far as like infidelity, some mm. people I think, think that, okay, I'm a promiscuous person and I have a wandering eye, but you know, once I make the decision to commit myself to one person, this is going to be, you know, like it's going to be it because, you know, I'm going to have this person all the time. But I think what like when you have that mentality, what you fail to address is what was the reason why you were promiscuous? What was the reason why you felt like you needed multiple mm -hmm. partners and attention from multiple, like different sources? Because mm -hmm. when you get into that committed relationship, whether it's like boyfriend and girlfriend dating or whether it's a marriage, it's like your, your, the love within your marriage will never be enough because mm -hmm. it always feels better when you're getting love from a, many different sources <laughs> mm -hmm. that's just human nature like if yeah. you're getting validation from you know 10 people it feels better than getting validation from one person right. so like what was the reason behind that and you know like address that part and find out what it is in you and fix that before mm -hmm. you try to get in a marriage because the or a relationship because the relationship won't fix your problem it won't fix you um right and I, yeah you have something to add oh and, and i was just gonna say that like sometimes people also get into relationships thinking that they can like fix people you know yeah. like they have they have they have this thing like oh i know that you know he's going through whatever and i can be that lending that shoulder that he can cry and it's like no sis mm. he needs to or he um he or she needs to you know get through that on their own yeah like only god can change that you can't change that <laughs> like you end up in an entanglement so yeah yeah that's true and i think like that's something that we often mistake ourselves to think that like if I, if I just, I could just love this person so hard and he'll be motivated to change or she'll be motivated to change. Mm. No, that oftentimes, probably the majority of the time, it doesn't turn out to be that way. So if someone is broken and you identify brokenness in that person, if you can't accept that brokenness, 
Mm. then you need to walk away from the relationship because no one will like no one will ever come to the table perfect um everybody's going to have faults but Mm -hmm. can you really truly accept that person's fault i think i see i saw um a quote from viola davis um, or maybe it was just like a short clip she was um doing an interview with her husband about relationships. Um, and I think they've been married for a long time. And what he, what she said is, when you're um, committing to someone for the long-term, um, whether that's like a long-term partnership or, or marriage, what you need to um, express or explore or discover is, can I marry the everyday version of this person? Because, you know, if you're you're dating, it's like, yeah, you go on dates and it's exciting. You're discovering things together. And maybe you're like traveling and taking frequent vacations. And like, there's there's more of a romantic aspect to um, dating. But when you get in a marriage, it's the you know, you're doing life together. You, you know, go to work, come home, go to sleep. Sometimes you may not even talk throughout the course of the day and barely talk before you knock out to go to sleep. Like, can you deal mm-hmm. with that aspect of the person? And right. does that aspect bring you happiness? And yeah, the person's faults. How do you accept? Do you accept it? Or are you hoping, you know, you know, this is something that bothers me and I'm just hoping he'll change. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can, you can have that to a certain extent, but I think that for the most part, when you hope something about somebody will change, you're just setting up yourself for failure because it may or may not change. Mm. Um, so. And, and in the situation where, you know, you do hope that the person changes, I would also say that the other person needs to show you that they're trying to work on that. Like, I can't yeah. sit here and be like, you know, I, I cheated on you and I asked you for your forgiveness and we got past that, but I'm still like coming home late. I'm still doing things that will make you wonder if I'm cheating. Like, no, like if you forgave me and we're working on this together, I'm going to try my best to make you feel comfortable that it won't happen again. You know, like yes. I can't just expect your forgiveness yeah. to be, like the end game for that like no now I have to put in the work to make sure that that leads to a process of actually because I think also too when we think about like forgiving someone it's like a one thing a one-time thing like you're just like oh that person forgave me like okay and it's like no it's a process like we talked about this now you have to do your part like you forgave it's like two people have to do two things it's like the person that forgives you have to actually forgive because you can drive that person crazy Mm-hmm. And the person who did the wrongdoing, and if you're like, you know, I'm sorry, let's work on it. You got to actually work to help the person with that process to forgive. So I think like if, if, if it is something that you feel like you can deal with or whatever that red flag is or whatever it is, and that person does say, okay, let's work on it. It, it takes two for sure. Because there are things that some people, some people get through cheating. Some people do get past that, but I think it definitely takes a lot of work. Yeah. And I think um, the last episode we mentioned Pastor John Gray. 
Um, and, <laughs> and, and we can like talk, talk about it briefly. Like, I think I was looking up, you know, uh, some of the gossip pages and what they had to say about Pastor John Gray. John Gray or Pastor John Gray has admitted to, he called it listening to the wrong voices and letting some people get too close that he shouldn't have let them get too mm -hmm. close. Um, so I think that I don't know exactly like the details of it, but it was some form of infidelity, whether he actually fully committed, you know, whatever, um, cheating on his wife, um, I don't know. But he got involved, whether it was emotionally or, you know, like text messaging or sexting or whatever with other women. Um, and he, I think, apologized perhaps to his congregation and I think earlier this year, he made a comment like he was having suicidal thoughts and T.D. Jakes prayed for him. Um, oh. But I saw a, like a quote from his wife. I didn't watch the video of her saying it, but mm -hmm. it said something along the lines of, so you want me to leave my husband because you spoke to the 16 year old that couldn't get a date and he listened. So I'm supposed to leave my husband because you spoke to a place of brokenness that had not yet been submitted back to the father, like father as in God. Um, but because I know the tricks of the enemy, I'm learning them every day. I can stand here in boldness for everybody that tried to sneak in. Thank you because I, can, I got closer to God because of it. I got in that word, come on. <laughs> I put the scripture on that strange woman and she's referring to the woman who he cheated on her with. And I put scripture on that strange woman and um, she don't want it with me and she don't want it with y'all, amen. And that was, <laughs> I mean, to that me, that's a little it's like all over the place, and it's like, huh, what did I just read? But I think to me, like, that sounds like she's pretty much saying she's putting the blame on the enemy, and she um, is not putting the, the onus on her husband having right. fault. And even if you plan to forgive him um i think you need to also he needs to realize where he went wrong and where he wronged you and admit that not just say oh i'm gonna pray for that woman because even if for example if even if somebody comes in your marriage like for if i'm a married woman and a man comes like talk to me if I fall for that instead of my husband, I am at fault. It's not the man's fault. Right. And you can't be like, oh, well, the devil used him. Yeah, maybe the devil used him and he has some responsibility in it, but I have to assume my own responsibility because I'm the one who's in the commitment. Right. So, exactly. so I think that's um, where she failed. And, you know, like, this was, I think, back in the fall of last year, and earlier this summer, 
some other woman, you know, came out with that he allegedly was communicating with her inappropriately, asking her for um, inappropriate pictures, um, sending wow. him pictures of, sending her pictures of himself in his underwear, um, <laughs> complaining about his wife. And it's like, this is the pastor of a mega church and you have right. a public platform. So the problem there must be deep. Mm. That's yeah. how I see it. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, like, like I, I think we we often look at like the we're looking at the results of something deeper. Like we're looking at like the I don't know if I want to compare it to like a vine or something. I don't know, but like it's not the root of the situation. Like the root of the situation is obviously deeper. Like it's not cheating. It's there's something deeper there that you like we were talking about. You haven't dealt with before. Yeah you getting married like why do you feel the need that you have to have um you know a, the attention of another woman or if like if your wife isn't giving you yeah. attention why do you feel like the need to have that fulfilled by someone else outside of your marriage like marriage is such such a you know like it's a covenant before god so it's just like you know like even though you know everybody goes through that through a marriage sometimes you go through loneliness things like that but why do you feel the need to do that and then that's the what we were talking about before as far as like dealing with those things before getting married and i think with his situation it's just even like at the end of the day he's a man at the end of the day he's a man so and she's a woman so we all make mistakes but it's just the fact that he's like a pastor mm -hmm. i think to me because it's mm -hmm. like you know you're supposed to be that standard that we look up to so it's just oh man it, it's it's heartbreaking because I, I i definitely i have a I, I i feel a certain way about marriage like i feel i feel deeply about it and so for someone to just like you know like oh yeah it was the enemy no you made a commitment before god and whatever those situations or those demons you had you should have handled that prior to the marriage or you know if you were really struggling like go to therapy do do some do some self-evaluation go you know spend time with god like go deal with those things before involving someone else so i don't know that's 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 really sad i, I hope that you know i don't even know what the solution to that problem is but i, I hope that they get to the root of the situation because it's not the cheating like i think people always yeah, look at it's, the not, it's not that it's, not, no. it's deeper than that yeah mm -hmm. so yeah and i think um i mean not to focus specifically on cheating only because there are like we said in the beginning like there's various levels of abuse um mm -hmm. and the way that somebody could have um toxicities in a relationship now as far since this is a christian podcast we're obviously talking from a christian perspective I know that there are people who have open relationships, for example, where one partner is okay with the other partner stepping out of the relationship and having pursuing rela relations outside of that relationship. Mm. To me, that's something that doesn't, that doesn't have room, that there's no room for that in a Christian um, marriage. But I don't know if, I don't know if there would be a Christian that disagrees with that. Maybe yeah. not. Like, but yeah. I, to me, I don't think there's room for it. Um, 
And if like you're married to, you know, if you're married to your husband of, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years, and he comes to you and say, well, babe, I think we should open this up. (laughs) I think we need to explore relationships outside of just the two of us. Like, how do you handle that? Like, to me, that's something that, that's something within a relationship that may have been good, but that's a, that's creeping in into like, is this getting to a place where it's unhealthy or toxic? Because it's like, well, is that, I guess if both parties um, decide that that's what they want, maybe it's okay for them. But again, it's still not Christian, but it's okay for them. Um, But I think if it's, if, you know, the husband or the wife brings this up and the other person feels like now they have to succumb to that or um, subscribe to that uh, theology, I think that is a form of abuse because now you're denying your Mm -hmm. core value to compromise Mm -hmm. this other person's desires. (laughs) That is divorce. (laughs) yeah oh oh my gosh I can't even wow like if someone came to me like I was with you for years and you said that to me I'd be like what like what in the world I'm sorry I guess that'll be the end of our relationship right there because there's no coming back from that like I just like I feel like even let's just say hypothetically speaking I went along with that yeah I feel like it's still we you'd probably still cheat on me anyway like in the sense of like you probably won't even be telling me everybody that you're messing with this is just right. like you know like newsflash girl he's still cheating this is like, just hey. this is I'm opening the door <laughs> yeah you be a little more careful but <laughs> yeah. right so I, I mean yeah, I agree <laughs> yeah and I think um you know maybe it does work for certain people I know for me oh no I get jealous I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. like that, that would not work for me I'd be like ah no like that would bother me um I, I guess I don't know why some people would accept it but I do also think that again that deals with like not dealing with a lot of things that maybe you've dealt with because like let's just say if I was like in a situation where you know I've been hurt before so it's kind of like okay well at least this guy said he's gonna tell me that he's gonna cheat you know what I mean like it's like okay you've been hurt before so now your um standards are lower now you're like Mm. you will accept those things because you think that that's what would happen in a normal relationship because that's happened to you before you felt that pain and you don't want to feel it again so you're like you know what let's i'm just gonna accept this this like ridiculous um you know standard and then just hopefully this relationship will go better because at at least this person is telling me type of thing i could see you know a lot of people like from dealing with some hurt like they just start to accept things or like they don't want to be by themselves type of thing like they don't want to be alone which is understandable but you know sometimes those things that you're not dealing with lead you to a crazy path now you in all these threesomes and you don't know how that happened 
Yeah. And I, I said this, I think the last, um, the last, uh, episode, but for me, if it comes down to sacrificing myself, I would rather be lonely than Mm. to be stuck in a relationship and feel like I, I, I'm, I'm not my full self or I'm being Mm -hmm. somebody else to please, to please my partner. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, because that's not how we're called to live. Um, and you can't live in your, to the fullness of who you're supposed to be. If, if you're making compromises of the core values, of course Mm -hmm. you have to make compromises when you live with someone else. Like there's going to be things that you don't want to do that you got to do. There's going to be, you know, arguments that you have where you're going to have to accept defeat. Um, But if you are, there are some things that, you know, are core values to you that Mm -hmm. are just non-negotiables. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to know, you have to know yourself in order to identify those things too. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Like having those core values, those things that, you know, are important to you, like maybe being family oriented is like, is like something that has to, you know, maintain, maybe you like family traditions, I don't know. And like, you know, that's something that you don't want to compromise. So I think that's a good point. Like knowing the things that, you know, for sure is something that you want in a relationship and then not from there, you could, you know, make your like little list or whatever you do. (laughs) And then from there, you know, you know, I'm not going to change these things for anyone. Yeah, agree. So I guess um, in closing, so what I would say as closing thoughts is in a quote unquote normal or good relationship, there are bumps in the road, there there are ups and downs because that's just how life works. Um, But Uh, think about in your relationship that you should always strive to be honest with your partner and your partner should always feel the ability to be honest with you. Um, If you are thinking that, you know, my honesty is going to jeopardize my relationship, that's a check to think about, okay, is this, is there something unhealthy that we need to address? Um, And maybe some conversations you're not comfortable with having with your partner maybe a place to start is by seeing a therapist for yourself or even suggesting therapy for you and your husband or your boyfriend but um i always say if you're dating a guy it's just boyfriend girlfriend and you got to go to therapy i i i'm just like this is not the one because that's me yeah um because the problems are maybe too much uh so i think just so that's one advice and the other one is to identify you know within those your normal your good relationship quote unquote or early in a relationship if someone has the potential of becoming abusive um there are again a lot of resources online but be careful where you, what resource you go to. Um, again, psychologytoday.com has some very good, um, some very good um, blog posts and some very good resources on how to find a therapist that is in your area. 
So explore those things and try to talk to someone. Don't jump the gun in being judgmental. And also Mm -hmm. don't, um, don't be too cautious too, because there's that too, where you could be like every little thing that a guy or a girl does. And you're like, Oh my gosh, is that, is that a red flag? (laughs) (laughs) You have to find balance. And I think that's why it's probably useful to bring in a third party, a third neutral party, like a therapist to um, get their thoughts on, on where you stand and how you should, what perspective you should look at the relationship in. Mm. And um, that is it. Do you have anything that you want to add, Gigi? Um, I definitely agree with all those points. I think those were great points. And I just would just say, just be honest with yourself. Just really know like what you want and you know, what things that you won't tolerate. And I think that's a good, um, basis just knowing the things that you want and then aligning that and then you know you could be flexible with your list of things that you want but like those core things like and you will that. change yeah you will change over time and so will your partner mm. that's growth that's why yeah. yeah right and that's a journey and it's like do you think about like is this a person i want to be on that journey with you know, like, that should be someone that you like to be around. <laughs> Let's just put it to be as simple as I actually like you in my, like, I like you around. If you, you like a person around, like, that, that's good, too. Like, it shouldn't be where I'm, like, walking on eggshells around you. But, um, but yeah, I definitely think that those are important uh, key things for this topic. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up, right? Yes, it does. Awesome. All right. So this is a word at the table. Catch you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.